Hello and welcome to the second episode of Afters. Thanks so much for joining me once again. I had great fun making the first one. I hope you had fun listening to it. Um, this week we are doing the question of historical accuracy. How important is it to people to have historical accuracy in films they watch? Someone who studies history, very passionate about it, also passionate about films and things. I find it very interesting that people are so concerned with historical accuracy, but we shall get into that later. And we are using the film 1917 as an example of this. So it's a film directed by Sam Mendes that was released in UK cinemas on the 10th of January this year. I'm sure all of you will have seen or heard about it. It was everywhere and won loads of awards. Um, but here with me today is Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi, Maddie. Thanks for having me. No worries. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm all right. I'm not too bored, which is good. <laughs> so what are you drinking today, Tom? I've got a Cobra beer. Oh, lovely. I've got some wine. Not going as fancy as last time, but I'm, I risked, I'm, I'll manage. I risked my life going to the shops today, so I thought I deserved a reward. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, anyway, let's get stuck into it. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. That is nice. So let's get straight into the film. So if you haven't seen 1917, it is, surprise, surprise, a film set in the year 1917. And it follows a, a day in the life of this one soldier, um, a young boy who kind of has to go across no man's land on a mission to essentially help save the British Army from making a grave mistake. And it is based in truth, which we will get onto later, but overall, it was an amazing film. I actually saw it with Tom in the cinema, and we were both amazed after. Like, it's just yes. such a good film. I spent the entire time in the theatre on the edge of my seat, sat forward, oh. paying full attention. It is so, so tense. I cannot, I cannot emphasise that enough. So essentially, what, one of the things it was you know, renowned for was the fact that it has... Um, a rolling shot of the camera so essentially there are no cuts at all in the whole films which essentially is to do with the element of time it's only 24 hours but that is a thing that makes it so tense you do not get a break there's no kind of switching scenes to other people to make you calmer it is just all very very intense yeah the I camera is effectively just following them as they walk as they do their stuff they do their thing, yes. <laughs> At the beginning, he's briefed that um, the army on a separate front are about to make a big mistake. And so this one boy is sent with a message across no man's land, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Um, there's not really much more to describe, it's something you do have to see, I don't wanna to give too many spoilers for all the details that happened. It's very good in that sense. It was amazing cast as well. Yes, incredible what cast. One of the best things, clearly you have, I have a reoccurring theme in my podcasts that Richard Madden has to star in the films, but he's also very good in this. We, we talked about it afterwards, he has this really short role at the end, and because um, it's a rolling kind of camera, they can't really focus on other characters for too long. And his acting, he has a few minutes on the screen, and it's the most powerful acting I've seen in so long. Yes, I remember. <laughs> oh, the emotions go through that man's face. It's, it's just yes. such amazing acting. I, know. I don't know how he did it. Because I've never made those facial expressions. <laughs> Just to what when when you're he, not acting in a like multi-million film though, luckily. Like I, so I, 
I don't know how what his process is. I don't know what he had to like think of him, yeah. think of something that he's had to been through, or just make up something in his head that that helped him get so emotional. It, it was amazing. It was just a few minutes, and he went through kind of every emotion on his face. It was amazing. What I really liked is you had other big names like Colin Firth was in it, huge actor. Yes. But his his role was literally five five minutes at the beginning of the film, and that was it. Yeah. Just because the way it's shot, it doesn't make sense to cut back to him like doing other stuff exactly i think literally there was probably maybe one or two moments in the film it might switch to the scenery apparently those were the moments that counted as like cuts in the film Mm. but other than that it was just kind of following him he it was a truly fantastic performance i think every actor in there just gave them their all i couldn't i personally didn't think there was any one actor who was like oh i mean what are you doing get out no, definitely not. I thought they all—they all, even if they had a tiny little role, they just had a—they all brilliant. I completely agree, and clearly everyone else felt the same because it just blew up at the box office. In terms of awards, I looked up the awards it got, and I—I I can't even list all of them. But in terms of big ones, they mainly got them for its film as a whole and visual effects were the ones it seemed to win, but it was nominated uh, across the board for all different genres. But it received three Academy Awards, two Golden Globes and seven BAFTAs. Wow. For the film itself, I know. Very impressive. Yeah, which to be honest, I felt after watching it, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I just came out of it and I thought that is one of the best films I've seen in so long. I think it's one of the best films I've ever seen. Yeah, genuinely. And I don't think me and Tom are saying that just as history nerds, even though we are. I think it is still a good film in its own right. Mm. But let's get into that, because one thing about 1917 it's been praised for, and you can definitely see when watching it, is it's extremely historically accurate. And they paid a lot of attention to that, and it was clearly one of Sam Mendes's. Mm. Ames. Apparently mm-hmm. he said the film was a tribute to his grandfather whose own stories inspired the script. See, that, uh, that is a break. That's a, that's a lovely story. Yeah. Having but this, that personal connection to it. This is the thing that's interesting is that I feel like so many people out there will watch a film like this and immediately look up is it accurate? There's something comforting about knowing that if you see something if it's real if it's about a particular person or a story, people just want to know. But it is, it's not like a, a letter and the guy just took the letter and turned it into a script, like it was lots of different things pieced together and lots of stuff kind yes, of made up as of well. Course. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Obviously, it is a creative product it's a film, you know. It's not like the boring history stuff we have to read, thank God. You know, it's, <laughs> they, they, it's not boring. <laughs> Well, we'll differ on that. <laughs> but anyway, so nine, let's start with 1917 itself first. So I feel like it portrayed life in the First World War in a way I'd never seen before. I think Dunkirk was a good example as well, and things like Darkest Hour. There seems to be this thing at the minute with there's not kind of a glorification of the World Wars, I think, in Hollywood as there may it used to be. This was just pure... Mm. how traumatic Mm. it was like the amount this boy goes through in the film and in just 24 hours that's why it's so exhausting Mm. to watch because he just faces death every kind of two minutes you don't get a break in the entire film and it kind of ends in a way that you realize that was life for every soldier they don't give him any praise thank you soldier off you go back to work 
exactly and that's the whole I think that's the message of it is that everything you went through and also how it's portrayed in that they're all just young boys who don't know what they're doing they just get exactly no yeah. one's even it even shows that the people higher up the officers didn't know what they were doing either and that's something I think when you look at it the kind of history of World War One and the World Wars you do realise that that was what it was like no one really knew what they were doing World War One, especially, be- I think. That's because warfare hadn't really been fought on this sort of scale or, exactly. or this sort of style beforehand. The whole, the whole German tactic to, for the war was to, to win the war within eight weeks. Otherwise, yeah. they believed that they, they couldn't win a war. If Britain had the time to mobilise the resources of its, of its island and its entire empire, as well as the French Empire, Germany would be at an inherent disadvantage. Yeah what he said yes <laughs> that's what I was trying to say so um, I thought it was similar to Dunkirk which is obviously about uh, 1940 in the second world war so different but it was the same element of instead of this kind of glorification of everyone was amazing you know we won the war it was brilliant it was this thing of both were focusing on the fact these were just young men just sent out basically to die um, just as pawns in the whole game and I felt it was similar in that way um, which made it really powerful I really enjoyed both of them except Dunkirk had a lot more issues with historical accuracy than 1917 I haven't really seen anything about 1917 being criticised hugely I've heard one thing really? and this is just because so my cousins are huge military guys and they're both going into the army mm-hmm. they know lots about military history and they were saying partly what put them off enjoying the film was the, the uniforms now this is this is me uh, relaying second hand information so yeah. this isn't my opinion but what they told me was lots of you know inaccuracies in terms of the uniforms made it so that they didn't enjoy it as much as they could have really yeah. uniforms I mean but these guys are huge military buffs yeah and but I mean, yeah. the uniform is a very important thing I'm just I'm just relaying what I heard no that, that is very interesting but I mean this is the thing I think that is so small compared to the criticisms other films have got so Dunkirk I read this um, article about how inaccurate it was this magazine I'll provide the link interviewed a World War II historian and you already know if someone's a historian in this period they're gonna be super picky and arsy about it there was this quote that he was saying things like um how the tide worked and yeah things like the uniform really kind of picking on certain things which i know obviously if you look at the period they all matter but he he quoted saying i wish i could have enjoyed it more because he was so focused on these minute yeah. details but apparently but think- there was a few things like, like the tides were important in a sense that with the issue that when they were like oh we can't get enough ships in because the tide's too high or it's really choppy that just didn't really happen there were other issues oh uh, okay but I mean like I said I feel like it really got across the message and the general gist like um, when the director Christopher Nolan was interviewed I watched this little clip and he said he found it really interesting because he wanted to go against the narrative that this was a victory. So he said Dunkirk was a defeat and we just managed to get out. And that was definitely was. something you got from the film. It was, you know, it was that really horrible moment where they're coming back and pretty much all of them have died and they're retreating. And Harry Styles, who's weirdly in it, is oh, yeah. <laughs> on the train. Is <laughs> <laughs> on the train and he's like, oh, they're going to hate us. And they finally get some praise 
because people want to appreciate the well, soldiers. But it was it was yeah. a big defeat. We lost almost all of our heavy equipment, our tanks, our field guns. I think when 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 the British Army was evacuated back to Britain, there was only one division of the British Army which was what which was fully equipped, and that was the division of General Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge disaster to lose all of most of our heavy equipment with the British Expeditionary Force was a huge failure but over the years it yeah. has been spun as this heroic victory you know all these people in their little narrow boats sailing the channel to bring back our boys which is which of course was was was, yeah. was very important and was a, a huge sacrifice and a risk apparently sorry I'll quickly interrupt apparently that was really yes. emphasised yes, in Dunkirk that was. apparently it was like 3% of people rescued by that it's kind of become a romanticised story of 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 British triumph over Axis tyranny. Mm. You know, the the people of Britain all, all rallying together to send all of our boats over there to pick up as many soldiers to get them back. Uh, and over the years, that's been built up to create some sort of myth around the Second World War, um, mm. which... No, that's always the case, isn't it? Like, we yeah, always like to exaggerate our role in it. Like, I just spoke about um, Darkest Hour as well. Have yes, you seen that that's the Churchill well? one, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, so good. But I really like that as well because um, it gets across... I don't know how, like I say, the details of accuracy, but I'm not really concerned with that. The general message that it got across was that Winston Churchill was fucking insane. Like, at this point, pretty much we were going to lose. Like, Hitler had taken over Europe and we were just... They pushed us right to the edge. We, we always kind of think in our general national conscience that, oh, Chamberlain and all the others were really stupid and Winston Churchill was the only smart one. They The whole of his cabinet in the film are saying, don't do this, let's try and negotiate. No one wants a war, which they didn't. World War One had ended, you know, only yeah. like 20, 30 years and ago. And all these men had served in World War One. They didn't yes. want the repeat of the and horrors of war. And Winston Churchill's losing his mind in this, and it's only with these little boats when they sail across that there's that one glimmer of hope. So we're yes. 1917. Um, still going on this um, theme, though, I think it was the attention to detail. I think because they had the constant camera rolling, they had the opportunity to focus on this more than things like Dunkirk. He'd walk through a trench. Apparently they were really, really accurate. It was really interesting to see. It just felt really lifelike yeah. watching it. I, I kind of felt that I wasn't watching a film, per se. I was literally watching yeah. a guy with a camera following actual soldiers around in the war. Oh, God, it felt like you, you were there, the honestly. like the detail in the trenches, um, the mud, the... the the random items strewn everywhere, soldiers looking bored out of their mind. Do you remember the bit? This is, um, if you're grossed out easily, skip a few seconds ahead. But do you remember that bit where I've never seen it represented, but he has to get out the river and there are these corpses of soldiers that are clearly washed down against a log. Yes. And they're so, they're yes. like bloated, because I don't know the science behind it, but clearly oh, yeah. that happens after like a few days in, water, in the yeah. water. Oh, it was disgusting. You had to like swim and climb over so many, and it's just little things like that that really just make you realise how traumatic it is. And you you don't enjoy watching that bit at all. It is pretty horrific, but it's this whole kind of thing in the film. Don't glorify this because it was horrific. What he did in the film is amazing. It's really kind of powerful and it's very brave. And what everyone did was oh, yeah. very brave. Clearly, that's the message. But. God, it was just horrible what they were it made was. to do, and he gets no praise for it at the end. Because that's his job, that's his duty. 
Exactly, and they're just pawns in the whole game. One thing I want to quickly add in while we're still talking about the accuracy of 1917. So I don't know if you've heard of the lovely man Lawrence Fox, but um, he criticised the film. He said it was... I don't understand what this means. He said it was inherently racist for oh, including Sikh soldiers. So, so firstly, there were lots of people saying there shouldn't be Sikh soldiers in um, the film, which just made me... I just I don't understand that. People seem to forget we're a very small island. We needed to use pretty much kind of everyone in our empire to kind of fight in this war. I looked it up. 75,000 Sikhs died in World War One as part yeah. of the Indian part of our... Um, army, that that's insane. No, you can't I forget agree. about that. So it's very accurate. There, there was one in yeah. the whole film. Like, calm down. Role. I know exactly. I think that speaks to larger issues across the board with 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 the way the Brit- way the British and the rest of the world remembers the war, both wars, Britain. Yes. When if I remember back to when I was in primary school and I was learning about the Second World War, I was taught you know Britain stood mm. alone. You know, after the France, France surrendered. And yes, that's technically true. But what that doesn't... What they always failed to talk about was the resources and the manpower that we had through the empire. We had a third of the world... Oh, yeah. ...either directly or indirectly under our control. And rightfully or wrongly, that's not the point here, but Britain wasn't... Britain wasn't alone. And to say... No, to get of offended, not. Think how small we are. To get offended that there is... And call a film racist because there's one Sikh soldier in it... It inherently, the guy clearly doesn't understand history. You should look up what this guy's been up to recently. I get the feeling I, I don't he, want he, to. He, <laughs> like he just he just occasionally pops up, and I just I don't even apparently he's a British actor. I don't even know who this man is. I don't know what he's been in, but he said something else racist recently. Apparently, apparently he keeps doing it and has to apologise. But this time he was dating someone who was mixed race, and she even broke up with him because he was so racist. So I'm not really going to trust what he says about representation of Sikh people in films, to be I quite just, honest. I just, he clearly doesn't understand what Britain was at the time period. The, the, no, the, the exactly. resources, the people of, the, of the, the British colonies at the time are always underplayed. And I think that is, is a tragedy, really. It's an injustice, and we that is something I think we won't get too much into it now, but I think... To, that is something that it's it's not films jobs to necessarily no, do right not. now that is something to do with the national conscience films, and we need to get away from this thing that we single-handedly won films, the war with amazing winston churchill and films that's it. do do play a role in educating the the, the people because not everyone does a history degree not everyone likes history but a lot Definitely. of people like history films and films yes it's films so can provide a way of of even if the film is inaccurate per se, it can allow people to, oh, that was interesting. Exactly, I fully agree. A film is made to be entertaining. History was not made to be entertaining. History is just people the, living their lives the and we look back humanity. on it. Yeah, it's, oh, that's really deep. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. So speaking on this, on historical accuracy in films, like I said, it seems to be something that people really care about one of my pet peeves is like i say i'm really into history and i love watching historical films but when you know when you say like oh i really enjoyed this film and someone will turn around and go oh my god you know i can't believe you like dunkirk how can you say that it's so inaccurate this this and this you know like get alive firstly (laughs) but secondly i've said this before but films are a creative product they if you want to learn about accuracy in history, watch a documentary, read up on it. Some things 
may be changed. It maybe it's for the purpose or the message of the film. But I find it really surprising that people seem to go in with that intention. People seem to want something that's 100% accurate. I mean, once again, with my um, uh, reliable sources, I did an Instagram poll on this. 64% <laughs> of people said they would want a historical film to be as accurate as it could be, which I found really interesting. What do you think about this? Are you one of those people who gets annoyed when someone likes a film and it's not 100% accurate? Or so I don't get annoyed. Like okay, so I'm big history nerd. <laughs> um. I think I've got that from this <laughs> podcast so far. I don't get annoyed at all um, because oh. ultimately a film or a TV show is there to ent- you know, entertainment and to, to 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 open the gates kind of to historical work if you want to. Oh, such a good way of putting it. But yes. I, I do get like a a tad annoyed with a few things. Um, but there's, there's a yeah. good... there's a good. So one of my favourite TV shows is HBO's Rome. Have you seen it? No. So it's, it, it was HBO's biggest show bef- until they made Game of Thrones. It's only two seasons long. It was very successful, wow. but they cancelled it because it was just too expensive to make. So that show, it, it wow. talks about... It, it follows the, ri- uh, the rise and death of Julius Caesar and then the rise of Augustus mm-hmm. afterwards. So the show... The show, when it comes to telling historical events, gets lots of things wrong. Not because they don't, they're not trying to, because they have to cut a lot of things out in order to make it an entertaining TV show. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what they did was... I watched an interview with the creator. I can't remember his name, I'm afraid. But they said what we were going for wasn't historical accuracy, because it's almost impossible for us to get a proper historically accurate thing. What they were going for was historical authenticity. And what they meant by this was yes. the sets were as realistic as they can make them. Um, when even even when it came down to spray painting Latin graffiti on a wall that would have been there from Roman times. <laughs> but what they were doing was they were they were making sure the world was as authentic as they possibly could. And that and that because yeah. again, huge nerd here, I know these things. So it came down to <laughs> when you ride a horse, you have a stirrup that you put an iron thing you put your foot into. Yeah, that yeah. didn't show up in Europe until the 6th century. They came from the Khazars. The sad thing is, you've told me this numerous and times. in that show, they didn't, all of the horses didn't have a single stirrup on them because they knew this. And now this is, because, yeah. but this is just my nitpicking. I love the film Gladiator, but when I'm watching the film Gladiator, I'm like, aha, that horse has a stirrup. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is what I'm trying to get at. Like, this is not the same for everyone. And this is the thing, like, I... I'm not as passionate as maybe like you and other people, but I'm really passionate about history, and I just don't find that when I watch historical films. I I feel like I get if there's a huge inaccuracy, like you say, if there's a general kind of gist of the world. But I think because I'm so passionate about films as well, I just think there's such a huge difference. And also, if we're going back to kind of the study of history, one thing that I think people think about when we study history, it's just really boring which kind of is but all we do is just look at like facts and what happened and you know what event follows others which we do but really interesting thing about history is that you learn about what are people's interpretation of what's happened sometimes that's so much more interesting than than the event itself like we're talking about with Dunkirk it's so interesting that we look back at this event as a huge success and we view the war as something which it kind of we, we get things really wrong and it's really interesting that there's this kind of element of like propaganda from 50 years ago that we still kind of have in our national conscience 
And that's why it's really interesting. Each film is another historical interpretation of what yes. happened. I'm not talking about... I think there's a difference between purposeful inaccuracy versus clumsy. Like, I'm not talking about forgetting to move the Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones. Like, oh, no one was happy with that. <laughs> I think it annoyed the crap out of everyone. I was just like, the budget, the experience you all have, you left a coffee... Let's, let's not get into that. No. I think that's, everyone got angry at that. Like I say, people seem to really be bothered about historical inaccuracy. Um, but that's the thing. I feel like if a director has promised it's 100% accurate and it's not. Well, that's no one's annoying. going to promise it's 100% but accurate. Exactly. It's I feel like people go in presuming it's going to be accurate and get upset when it's not. Accurate. And a film exactly. is for yeah. entertainment. I don't get annoyed when I... I don't I get annoyed when I see something that wouldn't be there. I'm just like, ha In my own little mind, like, that's funny. Mm. But it doesn't get in the way of the film. As I said, <laughs> I love the film Gladiator. I've watched it so many times. I think it's a great film. Um, despite the fact it gets everything wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't say Gladiator no. was necessarily a kind of history. You know, I wouldn't be using that as an example of historical accuracy. That is great just kind film, of a bit, God, bit of fun, film. isn't it? I wasn't really a fan. Well, now we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> um. But one thing I, I was looking up, kind of various historical films and what I like, and I was thinking, do people care more about when it's about a particular person? I, but I read another article. This thing, people who study history just get so arsy about it, and I just true. can't deal with it. King's Speech, oh, amazing yeah. film. I love that film. It's so it's so sweet. I Who love doesn't? Colin Firth. But uh, yeah, he's he's a national gem for sure. But I read an article, and this this guy was going off. Apparently, the speech therapist and the king are on first name basis and that wouldn't be real. Also, the king gets in a lift and a taxi to go see him. That wouldn't have happened. And I'm like, who like, who cares about those small things? Who is going to be angry coming out of a cinema because King George stepped out of a taxi? Like, no one. It's, get, it's getting across their relationship. Well, also, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure the people who wrote the articles probably did their due diligence, but... Yeah, sorry. Is, isn't it, like... <laughs> The, the purpose of the film is he's like keeping his speech therapy kind of a little secret so why would why, yes. why is it so unrealistic that he wouldn't try to be normal and taking a lift or taking a taxi to avoid you know it's, it's, it's little things like he would have been you know accompanied or had like private cars and done done things differently and he wouldn't have gotten a lift without other people there but like you say it's it's for the purpose of the film and then him and the queen have a little moment in the lift oh, yeah. before they go in and she's like you can do this I mean maybe that didn't happen but I mean it gets across a message and it makes it so much more entertaining I would rather that was in there than kind of have it completely yeah. accurate because we we live through history every day life can be pretty dull and life can be pretty exciting but you don't want to see the dull moments no. on screen otherwise you're going to turn yeah. over you watch something on Netflix, you'll just stop it. You need to make it entertaining. Going back to what you said about authenticity, um, which you believe is more important than 100% accuracy, and like you say, it's far more mm -hmm. achievable. Do you think 1917 was a more accurate film or a more authentic film? Well, because this particular story involving these two gentlemen and what they're trying to do is a... Is a Yes, it's based off the truth, but it is effectively a fictional story. I would say it's mm. a lot. It's more historically authentic. Um, I'm not an expert, yeah. and I don't particularly study World War One myself. But from what I know, 
I was just I thought it was incredibly authentic the uniforms what my cousins have said I don't know if that's true or not I didn't care <laughs> I was yeah <laughs> on the edge of my seat I thought it was an incredibly a world war one epic an incredibly authentic world yes and particularly what I liked about it was uh, try how can I say this without spoiling too much when when he goes into that go room with it. the French woman oh I love that, that bit that yes. is something which I don't know if that would have happened if she would have been there or, or however but that just makes added so many more levels to the film because exactly. the, the Germans and the, and the allies are fighting in this city in this town and there's this woman in a basement hiding looking after a baby who she has no idea whose it is she just found this baby this is the thing it gets across that may not have happened in that particular moment at that particular time but that was what was happening yep. in world war one it's the same with kind of dunkirk maybe certain things were a bit inaccurate but it, i felt the same coming out of dunkirk i think 1917 was that step further but obviously i'd watched that second i felt the same coming out of both in the you just feel horrible about how awful life was with people involved. Yes. You just have that moment. It's not something you'd normally think about in your day to day about how awful World War One or World War Two was, but you just come out and you just think how horrific. There's a moment in Dunkirk I remembered today. I was watching some trailers and things. There's this moment where they're all sitting on the beach, um, Harry Styles and the gang, and this and one soldier walks straight into the sea. Oh yes just and doesn't doesn't come out it's just it's little things like that and maybe someone will say like that wouldn't have happened they wouldn't have let him blah 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 but it's, it's that message that you just yeah. realize how horrific yeah. it is and that's that, that's why know. i would that's why i'd say when it comes to entertainment value because history is can be boring at times it's boring let's be honest to most people yeah. so that's why i would personally say <laughs> it's far more it's far more Preach. better to have a like to build a world to make a world more authentic than it is to make the world 100% and the story 100% accurate because telling the story of Henry VIII let's say 100% accurate alright can get a bit boring because you know most of the time he's yeah. lying in bed with his leg in pain but to make up to create like a really cool fictional story that's based on truth and making the world look accurate is, is better creates some more entertainment value right if I had studied a period like in loads of detail of my degree and then I was told to sit down and make a film out of it there would be loads I would be scrapping there are some really dull moments also there's some things that you might it, like you say if you're following one particular person and what they're going through you may not need to know what the other person was saying or you may want them to interact with someone a bit earlier than they did I think it's something people need to take into account more people that get upset by accuracy in films I just think you need to go in and remember this is a piece of entertainment is it entertaining me accuracy is important and it can make it that little bit more entertaining like you know in horror stories if we're told it's real it makes it yeah. 10 times better it's like that it matters to us we're all human but I think people need to be careful about going in and relying on it being accurate just double check and enjoy the experience without worrying about that don't we don't need to preach about what you should what you should and shouldn't do when watching it just because I've I've got barely a history degree it's <laughs> <laughs> about to say you know two thirds of the way through but am I let's not get into let's not get into all that <laughs> I think we are nearing the end now is there anything else you would like to say in general about what you think about historical accuracy in films authenticity well, I think you, can, you can't make a 100% a historically accurate film 
you can't make a hairstyle mm-hmm. 100% historically accurate documentary. All you have to do is pick up two different books on the same topic in a random bookstore from historians, and you'll see that ev- they disagree over everything. Oh my god. <laughs> so if, if his- professional historians can't even agree, then how can you expect someone in, you know, so- someone who this isn't their job to do, it's their job to make films, to, to create something that's 100% mm. accurate? You can't do it. So I would argue it's far more, it's, it's much better to have a film that's entertaining, that yes, can tell a story, a historical story, which might encourage its audience to, to, to you know, have a quick Google or maybe go to the bookstore and, and pick up a, a biography of, of Winston Churchill. Yeah. Um, it's far more important to create that sort of world and in, in the film, have it look fantastic, have as many of the little details as you can get right, get them right, um, but when it comes to the actual story and the characters, you, you've got to have creative license to, to do what is good for the film. I fully agree. Couldn't have put it better myself. And I think I've been a bit harsh kind of saying people shouldn't care as much about historical accuracy. But I do think, it, like I said, it makes it that bit nicer. There's, there's something so personal, like I said, about horror movies when you watch a story about someone, knowing that something is what they actually said or what they actually did. There's just something comforting to people about that. You just want to watch more knowing it's real. Getting the things like yeah, getting names right fun. is a big thing. Getting like if you're talking about mm. nobility, getting titles right is a is a is a big thing. Cause that's just the the basics. I mean, I think as a I don't know. That, like I say, I think it depends on who you are and what you're uh. interested in. Like I personally would say there are other things more important. One thing I was going to add as well. We've talked a lot about kind of like British films and war films, but I think. I think with finding criticism and historical accuracy, we need to not look at what films are saying. We need to look at what we as kind of nation, societies are saying about our own history. Like, for example, you know, we all seem to have this conscience of what happened in World War One and World War Two, who Winston Churchill was. Look at things like, you know, LGBTQ plus history that's barely represented and we probably know very little about compared to these other things. Those are things we should kind of be looking at for accuracy and truth. We, we, we've got a variety of that from war films now, mm. I feel. Not that it's bad to make these films, obviously they're very interesting, but maybe we should be turning our attention to trying to find truth in other parts of history yeah. you know well war films are pretty popular at the moment because you know we've just had the centenary of world war one um yeah. it's the 75th anniversary of d-day uh, this week i think no not d-day sorry ve day victory in europe day um yes huge huge you know moments but as as obviously time goes on different historical categories and different stuff will become popular um you know just just when you look at movie history you know westerns used to be popular now it's superhero films what's going to be next who knows i mean superheroes probably don't fall into historical no, films no, not they gonna don't. Lie. i don't want to break Wait, it you tom iron man's not real <laughs> 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 right let's go to the conclusions of what we think let's yes. wrap this up so i've put on my document i thought would be an interesting question to raise do you have to be a history nerd to enjoy this film we are probably biased in this but i honestly would say no i think it's been so well received i know so many people that like it and like i've said it's a thriller it's you know i think there's you, you don't have to just because it's historically accurate doesn't mean you have to know all the accuracies that are going on. It's just, it's accuracy makes it so much more entertaining to watch. 
I would say, however, if you're thinking of watching it, it is so intense. One of our um, best friends went to see this film separately um, and she doesn't really like any kind of tense, scary films at all, doesn't follow them. And she came out and had the biggest rant about how much she hated it. She just said she didn't get any of it. She felt she was literally squeezing people's hands next to her. She couldn't breathe. Um, I thought that made it a bit better, but she couldn't even talk about it afterwards. But if you're like her and don't like thrillers at all, it's probably not your thing. I'm going to put it out there. It's a different film. It's unique. I can't think of a film that I've seen that's like it. It's definitely worth watching, and I don't think you need to be a history nerd at all to enjoy the film. No. Give, give it a go and just see what you think. I definitely think it's worth a shot. I was thinking, Tom, because we've both seen it before, and we're talking about that from our experience. Would you watch it again? Uh, it was too emotionally draining. <laughs> this is the thing. We're both lying on about how amazing it is and how everyone should watch it. I, it was such a traumatic experience. I think it's good it's been a few months yeah. since I've seen it. But like I said, um, do you remember we were, we were going home on the metro and I was out of breath and I was really confused. I was like, am I this unfit? We just walked down some stairs. And I realised because I've been holding mm. my breath for the mm. entire film. Literally, he'd, I'd probably breathe for one moment and then he'd turn around and there'd be a gunshot and I I'd know. just be holding my breath I again. <laughs> um but I'd be interested if I watched it again to see if it was just as tense. So I will let people know what I think of that. But anyway, once again, my drink is finished and we have finished our discussion. And if we keep going, we'll just get into the nitty gritty <laughs> history, which no one wants. Like I've said, I've probably already, I'm probably gonna have to cut out a few bits of what we said already, said. so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. Tom has said lots of very interesting stuff and he is very knowledgeable and I will include as much as I can definitely i'll cut some of the boring (laughs) stuff i say out too so don't worry but anyway thanks so much if you've made it to the end once again i hope you found this interesting i hope you've enjoyed it please let me know what you think of it um, whether you liked this topic in particular what we talked about style if you have any further ideas of what you'd like me and other people to talk about let me know if you want to get involved hit me up once again basically dms are open feel free to slide in um but anyway Hope you've had a nice drink and a nice listen and thanks for joining me for afters. Cheers! Cheers.